0: You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of those glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real it's raw it's uncensored and it's what this dog business industry needs let's do this guys What is going on, my amazing, beautiful dog business entrepreneurs tuning in today's Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast? Guys, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here with me. It just makes me so happy that you guys are listening and tuning in because I know you got a lot of fucking shit going on with your dog training business, with your dog walking business, your pack hiking, your all whatever else you do to be the amazing badass entrepreneurs that you are right now. So super quick note, I am recovering from some kind of ick. I don't know what type of ick it was. It was definitely not the flu. It felt like the flu at first. I've had the flu twice in my life. And I think my body just needed some strategic rest and downtime here at Grassroots HQ. It's been an absolutely madhouse the last oh my god since November, and I have been going nonstop. My business partner is going nonstop, and last week was just a crazy, crazy, crazy emotional roast uh, roller coaster roaster, <laughs> emotional roller coaster of just a lot of things happening and just other big business decisions going on. And by Wednesday, my body was like, uh, bitch, nah, <laughs> you're adorable. That's, that's really fucking cute. You're going to try to work in bed at midnight. You're fucking cute. And then by Thursday, I was at the vet with my own personal dog. And I looked at my husband and I'm like, I think I'm dying. I need to leave. And I literally had to call an Uber to take me home to go to sleep. I was just crashed out. So now It's about 96 hours later, I'm feeling better, I'm actually prepping to go on a work trip this week, which of course I'm crazy, and so just kind of warn you guys about that. So I might be a little bit spacey on this episode, I might cough a little bit, and my voice might crack, but it's all good, because I know my true listeners love me and accept me for who I am, which is a perfect fucking segue into today's episode what to do about shitty motherfucking clients oh my god guys so this is going to be more of a tangent slash rant on observations i've had over the years because i've seen this plague dog trainers especially oh my god you guys i dog trainers i fucking love you the majority of you guys are my clients i love dog trainers i do you guys have to protect yourselves. Oh my God, please, please, please. You guys are so empathetic and so sympathetic and you're just such amazing, beautiful people with these souls that just make me super, super wig warm and gushy. But I see you guys struggling with this all the time about the shitty clients that you essentially can do a perfect 10.0 forward back handspring and stick the landing with their dog and have the most perfectly trained dog, no matter what training method you use, and they're still not happy. Or it could be the clients that you work with and you invest so much time and emotional energy and you do the work with them and they just don't do the work or they never show up, uh, show up physically, mentally, emotionally with their dog. And what happens and I see this happening with dog, trainer, uh, dog walkers, too, and pack hikers, because I know you guys do a blended style method of like some pack hiking, some training and all that fun stuff. But I see so many dog professionals out there bending themselves backward because you guys aren't already stretched as much as you are, overextending yourself and changing changing your policies, your procedures, your standards, your operational approaches, your measures for crappy clients. And I sit there and I'm like, fuck, guys, guys, no, don't do that. No, because the 10% of the bad apples that you have in your programs, your services, your offers, it's not worth your time equity to do that. It's over draining you. And the thing is, too, that any type of business has these, like you can have the most protected, contract bound, boundary setted, boom, like I'm hitting my desk, like iron wall, and you can still have shitty clients. And it's it's a fact of fucking life, you know? And the thing is, when we invest so much emotional energy and, and start to just change different things to please one fucking person, it never works out well. And what happens, and what happens especially, and I see this a lot, and by the way, before people are like, oh, Kirsten's talking about her own clients or grassroots clients, I'm not talking about grassroots clients. I'm talking about grassroots clients' experiences with the dog owner market, okay? Let me be very fucking clear about that. But what happens is you try to overplease somebody and then maybe you set you you don't allow them to cross one boundary and they start crossing that or maybe they're not showing up so you're like oh my god what the fuck is wrong with me am i doing something wrong and you start to get these stories in your heads and and then maybe you start to take it out on your local market where you're like oh well dog owners suck and they blah 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 blah." it's not the truth thing that's not the truth guys what happens is shitty clients are a part of any normal and healthy functioning business. I don't care if you have a million Google reviews. I don't care if everybody is singing your praises and they're reviewing you to everybody else is shitty clients is part of a normal healthy business, okay? Like you should have a metric in there to measure people that are displeased because if you are striving to be the most perfect fucking person in the world as a dog trainer, as a dog walker, There is something seriously wrong going on with you, okay? And I don't say that to make you feel like shit, even though some people think I make them feel like shit. I don't. If you're resonating with me, if you're getting triggered by me, I want you to think inside of your fucking self what is triggering you and reach out to me. But I want you to take a super fucking introspective look at yourself Is when you try to make everything fucking picture perfect. And again, I know that goes back to childhood. Please, I have my own childhood stuff too. That's why I'm a fucking work addict. But you can't please everybody, and nor should you fucking focus on the 10% that you're not going to make happy, guys, okay? There's so much time and emotional equity that you're wasting on your part. And this is where it's hurting you in the fucking business bank account, is you're ignoring... The other 90% of the really fantastic clients you have out there, your fucking super fans, your cheerleaders, the dog owners are that just trust you 100%. They're like, yes, 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 right? That's where I get fucking concerned. That's where we see grassroots students tripping themselves up. So thing is, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, what you try to defend, how you try to remedy the thing... The bad clients are going to follow you around like a nasty fucking zit on your ass that's not going to go away, and it's draining on so many levels. Your business bank account, which we already talked about, it's going to spill over into your employees. It's going to spill over into your personal life. It's going to spill over into your really great clients, and the thing is, when we have so much hyper-fucking-focus on the things that are going wrong... The things that are going wrong versus the things that are going right, we get really fucked over. We get really fucked over and we, we don't have the big picture in our head. And we get stuck in the day-to-day bullshit and we start to create stories. So I'm just saying, okay, listen, I'm saying, yes, always look at what needs to be improved. That is a metric. That is something called a KPI, key performance indicator that you should track because you always want to continuously improve. You don't want to be stagnant. But when you're so fucking stuck on a client and getting so stressed out about it, you forget the other people. I'll give you a really good example. I'll give you a great example that happened this week. My husband has an amazing, amazing uh, dog trading business. He's really great his clients love him love him sing his praises he's got clients for life like you cannot actually pay these people to go away they're that great clients they he just loves them he goes out for beers with them it's amazing clients and we had a referral come in a couple weeks ago and it was a serious a serious serious case two dogs resource guarding in the house no management or whatever And it was like one of those, oh, my God, I need somebody over there. And it was actually a referral from one of his best clients to this person. And he's like, all right, cool, we'll do it. I'll do a consult and whatnot. And consults, like I tell you guys, should be highly paid, and you shouldn't be training the dog. And he went in there. He set up management protocols. He laid it out for them. And he said, okay, this is what I see what's going on. You're going to need to do this, 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 and this. And he laid it out because it was this dangerous situation. There was kids in the house. Dogs are fighting, dogs are fighting over food and even fucking boundary resource guarding, which is crazy. I don't even know if boundary resource guarding is a thing, but whatever. Don't fucking yell at me and tell me I'm I'm not a dog trainer. So he had the session. Person, quote unquote, loved him. You know, they had a great conversation. And we get an email a couple weeks later, and it was like, I don't know what I spent my money on. He just sat around the whole time and just chatted with me. And I'm like, all right, cool. Next. Next. And because he's so connected to his line of work, because he's so passionate about it, because he's so emotionally invested in it, it spun him for a fucking loop. This is the reason why I'm doing this too, because I thought about this situation. And it's like, no, why are you fucking freaking out, dude? Like, you have a hundred other clients that sing your praises, that love you, that are social friends too. And you're going to let one person's piece of feedback go back to you and hit you that hard to your core? Where's that coming from? And I was just like, you know what? I responded to it. I was like, listen, I'm sorry it wasn't up to your expectations. And because, again, I was getting sick and I was tired. (laughs) I was like, listen, I'm actually going to give you. I normally don't do this because, you know, it's not part of our policy and procedures. But I'm actually going to offer you a refund because I actually don't want your fucking money. Because you're not the type of client we want to work with and associate with. So boom, here's your money back. And I nine times on 10, you'll tell me not to give people refunds. But because I was so unemotionally invested about what he said or what he did or whatever. I was like, boom, bitch, I don't want your fucking money. Like We don't need your money. Because truth is, if he was like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I need? And blah, 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 blah. And try to explain himself and try to make him feel so better and try to overextend himself. Would have been a really fucking shitty relationship. I was like, no, fuck you. Cool. Bye. That was a fucking boundary I set right there. And the moment we start to realize these unhealthy relationships with quote unquote, you know, uh, clients that are shitty or whatnot, and we start to set that boundary and we're like, yeah, we're, I'm unemotionally attached to their outcome. Oh, guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Write this down. This is free fucking coaching. All right. It is not your, you are not to be emotionally attached to your client's outcome. I don't care if they're a pet sitting client. I don't care if they're a dog treating client or whatnot. It's, It's not your problem and it's not, okay, you can't own the result and you can't own the end result too as well. All right, so just, I I don't have words right now because I, again, I am recovering from a sickness. (laughs) I might have it, I might actually put it back in if I remember it, but remember, it's not your job to control their outcome and you can't control a client's outcome, all right? But what you can control is the way you show up for your great clients, for your cheerleaders, your super fans, okay? I want you, all right, wrapping up here, I want you, an action item, okay, I'm giving you an action item, shift your focus, your energy, and your intentions on the 90% of people that deserve it, shift that attention away from the clients that you can never please, that are never happy, that you're terrified they're going to write a bad review, and move it to 90% of the people that are your best cheerleaders, all right? And when it comes to clients, when it comes to client selection, choose your clients as you would your friends, all right? Always choose your clients as you would choose your friends. Be connected to them. You know, that's where it goes into niche or niche or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Focus on them. Focus on who you want to work for and with, who you're gonna connect with on a deep level? Now again, have a boundary there because sometimes if we if we over over throw ourselves into our niche, sometimes that can kind of get a little sticky. So you got to be careful there, especially if you got your own things going on through boundary issues and stuff like that. Not to call anybody out, I'm just saying that. Make sure, guys. Here's the thing: make sure you're targeting and you're messaging your content is towards that client you want to come home all right do you think I have generalized happy lucky kitten fluffy pillows everything's gonna be all right if you have this mindset because fucking mindset like it does matter but like yeah at the same time I'm not fucking fluffy rainbows I am an intensive care bearer But chances are, if you feel very emotionally attacked by the how I talk or you feel very polarized, you're not going to want to work with me. Hey, guess what? That's part of marketing right there. That's how I do it. You see what I fucking do? You see what I do? And have a really strong sales process, all right? And again, learn from my example, even having a strong sales process, fucking shitty clients are going to slip through, all right? And set your boundaries, 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 boundaries. I know boundaries is such a fucking word. And this is me going off on a tangent really quick. Boundaries is such a fucking, <laughs> is such a word. And I'm just like literally rolling my eyes right now because I don't feel that anyone can dis- prescribe setting boundaries 100% of the way that's going to be the whole, you know, gear markers or kind of like milepost or, you know, benchmarks or whatever, But boundaries are just talked about so generalized in the pet dog industry. But what do boundaries look like? Okay, sometimes people are like, okay, cool. Uh, Don't answer your emails. Have office hours. Have an autoresponder. Have this. Have that. Okay, cool. Those are things you can fucking do. But what you need to do with boundaries with clients is you need to set them on your fucking self too. So if you're still checking email and Facebook and social media and responding to messages – You need to set boundaries for yourself, okay? That's what I'm just saying right there. So wrapping up, guys, shift your focus and your energy from the shitty clients that are over there that are making you question, okay? Oh, another thing. See, I told you I was going to be all over there because I'm, again, recovering from a sickness, from an ick, from a nasty ick, is don't change. Don't change yourself. Don't change your business. Don't change your prices. Don't change your procedures because of the shitty clients, Don't do that. No, I'm going to use my squirt bottle. No, don't do that. But shift all of your energy, all of your love. I know you guys love fucking dogs. You love humans too. You love the connection. Even if you love being out in the woods and pack hiking and whatever, shift all of that beautiful, intentional, purple, Reiki energy into the clients that deserve it. And I can tell you, and I can tell you for a fucking fact The moment you say no or you clear space from a shitty client, you are gonna bring in. Now this is some woo -woo shit, this is some law of attraction shit. I'm going right there right now because I your girl does believe in this stuff, she does preach this shit, but the moment you shift that negative energy, whether it's a client or not, and you move them away out of your business unemotionally, you cut ties with them unemotionally, you are gonna open up the most epic beautiful space for two new clients it happens every time guys I can tell you that for a fucking fact but again set your boundaries know your personal boundaries and focus on the people that are your jam and they're jamming out with you right now all right guys I'm gonna hop off of here because I have to go catch a plane early in the morning and I will talk to you all soon and let me know your thoughts on this episode I'd love to hear it I'll talk to you guys later bye Hey there. Thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God, go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions, plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at Dog at Coach. You can find me, Dog Coach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, till next time. Bye.